Hello, welcome to the sesh for this week. How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? It's your boy Matt, and we're back with another another podcast. And it's time to get going. All right. So first of all, first topic I want to talk about. It's been about a week since uh, King's Disease Three was dropped by your boy Nas. So you know, I think it was. Not the last episode, but the episode before, I signed off by saying that, you know, I was just about to light up the se- and continue the session, listen to KD3 for the first time. So, you know, I had a good chance to listen to it, S- sat with it for about a week now, listened to it a good 20,000 times, and man, it's pretty fucking good, pretty fucking good. Not, uh, not going crazy and saying it's the album of the year or anything like that, but fuck, man, nah, it's just just doing it again, like, a couple of the songs, like, you got, uh, fuck, I can't remember, terrible the names, but the last one, Till My Last Breath, where he's sampling that, uh, Timmy Trumpet, Trumpet sample, where, and just going absolutely apeshit, just hyping everybody up, that's probably my early favourite for favourite song off the album, just, you know, starts off with, he's talking about, like, you know, being a soldier, and he's going off about KD3, and, no, tra- no, not Katie 3 He's going off about uh, Kevin Durant, the Mets, the Nets, the Jets, just like, you know, getting fizzed up in New York. And it was just a just a sick banger of a tune. Probably, no, actually, my favourite song, my favourite Nas song off the album, one I highly recommend all of you out there go and listen to is Beef. It's just classic Nas. Classic Nas. Just like... Like, a real story talking about, like, I won't spoil it too much, but talking about beef and rapping from the perspective of of a be- of, of beef, you know. And really, just one of those fucking real good storytelling songs from Nas. It's just an all-time classic. So, overall, like, album, give it an 8 out of, eight out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, we'll get 8.5 out of 10 for KD3, Nas, and Hitboy. Hitboy's beats were just fucking sick. Just going nuts the whole time man and yeah honestly though like rap music this year i think it's been a lot of a lot of real good albums i reckon it's probably probably been one of the best one of the best years in terms of like epic albums released this year that are just gonna you know really hold up in value over the years to come like so some of the some of these sort of lesser known up-and-coming rappers like jid jid probably dropped his best album he's ever done yet for the forever story that one that one that one was epic i was playing that one for a good probably two months since that released like kd3's probably just bumped that out of the playlist as most listened to album but yeah jod had an epic album freddie gibbs freddie gibbs triple s self-sold separately that was just ah his best album too man like just the story, just some of the songs, like, he's still rapping about cocaine and pussy the whole time, but also just getting into the, getting into the weeds, just the deep, dark fucking life of what it would be like to be, you know, dealing coke and shit like that, because it wouldn't be a breeze, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I'd cut it, don't think I'd cut it as a cocaine dealer, like, there's a lot of things, a lot of things in the world I feel like I could, uh, I could do well, like, you know, I feel like I'm a, you know, smart guy, can work hard, I could get, I could succeed in most areas, but dealing coke, 
dealing hard drugs, just uh, don't think I'd have the stomach for it, to be honest. Just don't think I'd be ruthless, ruthless enough. Like, you basically got to be willing to kill people, well, willing to kill cunts for that kind of shit, because if you don't, then you're going to get taken advantage of. You've got to be a bit of a psycho, and not a, not afraid to say it, but I'm not a psychopath, so I don't think, or even a sociopath, because... I don't think you need to be a full psychopath. I think you just have to have the ability to block out, at least temporarily, all those dark thoughts and still function. So I don't think I could do that. But yeah, Freddie Gibbs, man. Like, oh, yeah, that one bar, and that was the hook for one of his songs. I forget what it was called. He's just like basically saying he's praying that the chopper doesn't jam on him. And just, you know, the juxtaposition there where he's praying to God. That his gun doesn't jam when he needs it. So he's asking God's help to fucking, you know, be able to kill if he needs it. It's just, just, just dark, good shit. And of course, you know, can't not talk about the big dog, Kendrick Lamar's album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. About, yeah, six months ago now. It's about six months old there. It is pretty much exactly six months old there, that album. It was about, from memory, I think it was May 14th that dropped. But, uh, yeah, man, just, in my opinion, like, I know it's, it's not, I know this is going to piss people off, this is really going to rile up some of you Kendrick fans out there, but I think that's his best album, six months later, like, I said it at the time, I was saying it, like, as soon as it dropped, that it was his best album that he's ever released, and, like, you know, recency bias definitely was there, but, you know, six months later, I'm, I'm, I'm still saying it. I'm still saying it. I think, you know, Mr. Morale and the Big Step is best Kendrick album of all time. I would go, you know, obviously Good Kid, Mad City. That's number two. That's what probably most people would say is their number one. I'd follow that up with Tied in third place to Pimp a Butterfly and Damn. I quite like Damn. A lot of people, you know, thought it was a bit, you know, in terms of a, like, a concept like quite a dark a bit more of a darker Otimus sort of vibe to that album you could tell he wasn't in the best place mentally probably sort of being a bit pessimistic on the world but, and then of course to Pimp a Butterfly there's just so many bangers some of his best songs ever coming off that album and then you, yeah Section 80 Section 80 was good you know but that was young Kendrick that was early Kendrick but yeah, anyway, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, man. I think that's Kendrick's, all, you know, when when it all's, all is said and done, like, you know, excluding whatever he puts out in the future, I reckon, out of the, these five, that's his top album so far. And I think it's just, you know, it's the variety of it, the personal the personal side of it. He's basically taking you through his, like, his fucking, like, five-year journey from the last album of just going to therapy, sorting his bullshit out, and getting to the point where, you know, he's able to talk about some of the darkest shit, like the darkest shit that happens in this world, like that fucking, you know, Mother I Sober, man, that was fucking brutal, you know, talking about, I probably shouldn't say what the what he was talking about, because the YouTube algorithm will pick that up and not like it, so... But, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, what he was talking about, the fucking really dark thing that fucking happens. He was talking about, you know, what that what that guy did on that island, but, like, how it happens in everyday community in particular. It happens a lot in the black community, but it happens a lot everywhere. Like, it happens 
a lot in the Catholic Church, something that I was a, a bit familiar with. Not saying I ever saw that happen, you know. Not saying I ever saw that happen. But I did have a, I did have a teacher at the, the teacher at my fucking all boys Catholic high school that uh, did actually get done for, you know, a bit of a bit of kitty diddling. But um, yeah, that was a fucked up story. Like I don't, he was never like found guilty of doing anything to anybody while I was there, but because he retired just after I left school, and then it came out just as he retired that fucking when he was like just starting out as a teacher back in his twenties, he fucking you know fiddled with a pickle of a underage young man, and yeah, this guy found out like fifty years later. No, probably not that long. Probably like forty years later. That, oh shit, this guy's a fucking high school teacher here, hanging around kids, and he's a fucking absolute piece of shit, so we went and told the school, because, yeah, police probably weren't going to be able to help him at that point, even, you know, so, told the school, and the school basically paid him to shut up, you know, so, yeah, I went to, so that shit happens, that shit happens, and happens in all communities, it's horrible, horrible evil, needing, you know, really, as a human species, we really need to face up to that and fucking figure out how to get that out of our society so we can actually elevate to the next level and fucking live in a better world, man. That's, like, it's... Yeah, it's pretty fucking clear that all this kitty diddling, like, you know, it's having a massive negative impact on society and I don't think that's a controversial thing to say, but, um, yeah, man, and I think it happens a lot more than people realise, uh, I know, I know people personally, I've, I've, I've dealt with people personally in my life, not gonna name any names, you know, not me, it hasn't happened to me before anybody starts getting fucking any ideas out there, you know, but, uh, yeah, man, it fucking happens, and it fucks people up, man, it fucks people up, and Kendrick, bringing light to it, is one of the biggest rappers in the world, and such a fucking, you know, impactful way, I think, I just, who else is doing that, who else is doing that, like, that's like some next level shit, that's like fucking, you know, that's like, honestly, that's like Pink Floyd level shit, in terms of like, you know, the shit they, fucking old Roger Waters and all them sing about, like, you know, trying to actually make a fucking difference to the world in a song, and you just, you know, you know, you don't you don't hear that from artists in these societies in this society very often. They're all they're all too much about the fucking all that materialistic bullshit. And, you know, and I think somebody that completely rap, you know sums that up and everything that's wrong with this world is Drake. Fucking Drake. Fucking hate Drake. Like that's you know. Anybody, anybody comes around me and like, you know, if I'm having a sesh with, with some people and someone else is on the tunes and they bring on some fucking Drake, I get violent, man. I will fuck shit up. You try and put some fucking Drake on around me. I don't give a shit if you, if he's got 21 Savage with it being an absolute, you know, I haven't listened to the song, but apparently 21, one of those songs that they released on that album is just being a weirdo, like fucking gay as shit. On the, on the song or whatever the fuck I'm not going to listen to it I'm not going to watch the video so I might be completely wrong and just hearing rumours but you know if you fucking that piece of shit Drake man you know 
It's just the songs are terrible. Like, yeah, he can sing. Yeah, he's got nice flow and he always has decent beats and shit. And so, like, that first listen, it's the kind of music that sounds alright, but it's just everything he fucking raps about and sings about and everything he stands for as a person. It's just so fucking bullshit. Not to add to that, like, you know, he's a piece of shit in general. Like, there was the whole thing, Pusha T, exposed, exposed against him in that fucking, in that song, I think it was Infrared, where he just went off at him and just basically called him an absolute piece of shit for, you know, and called him out for having, like, a son, like an illegitimate son that he refuses to even, like, acknowledge or pay child support to, even though he's a fucking multi-millionaire. And, yeah, and just... You know what really, like, I I never used to just straight out hate Drake. Like, I used to just not care about him, you know. That's the healthy way to, you know, if you see someone you don't like, just treat them like they don't exist is the healthy way to deal with it. Like, holding this hatred for a human being is not healthy and not a good thing, and I acknowledge that. But what really made me fucking hate Drake was 2019. 2019 NBA Finals, when the Toronto, uh, 2019, I think I said 2018 there, but 2019 NBA Finals, when the Toronto Raptors, and you know, one of the, one of the better sporting stories of the last 10, 15, 20 years, that Toronto Raptors team, going up, you know, coming from fucking nowhere, Kawhi Leonard, who didn't even really want to be there, just wanted to get the fuck out of San Antonio by any cost, so was willing to go to Toronto and then fucking just went on an epic run and won a championship. Fucking Drake just had to absolutely hijack all that bullshit. Was there fucking right on TV, courtside of every game. And granted, like, the Raptors actually wanted him there, which I can kind of understand because he's a big star and all that and you want, you know, to hitch a ride with people like that and fucking help get them to help promote your team and all that bullshit. But he was just such a fucking cunt about it. Like, but anyway, <coughs> I've spent too much time talking about some fuck what I hate on this podcast, and I really don't like it. So we're going to move on, but um, yeah man, fucking, I'll tell you what I was doing, what I was doing in the sesh just before I press record, before I started recording this, this episode, I was uh... <laughs> I was smoking weed, I was going down a bit of a YouTube shorts, you know, you you know what they are, those YouTube shorts basically, Instagram is the same thing, Reels, basically every fucking social media site now has just stolen TikTok's idea and put it on their own, and you know, just suck it all of us in, like I was, I still am, but always was a guy that was like, fuck TikTok, I ain't going anywhere near TikTok, that piece of shit. Chinese spyware social media site. I don't want that anywhere. It's just gonna fucking cause me to waste so much fucking time. And just, yeah, fucking watch useless short videos and fucking bullshit all day. <coughs> Sorry, people. Bit of, bit of COVID. Ah. But yeah, so, I was watching YouTube shorts, just smoking weed, wasting time, but... The rabbit hole was going down. I was watching. I was watching some good old fucking Andrew Tate getting the Andrew Tate fill, and just going down, just going down and scrolling, just scrolling through all of his videos. 
And, you know, I'm not, like, you know, disclaimer, like, I think everybody has to say this, I don't support every fucking view Andrew Tate has. I don't think he's a perfect human being. I think there's a high, like, I actually think there's a high chance this cunt's gonna get arrested for human trafficking or some fucked up shit in the near future. Like, there is a lot of shady shit around him. He lives in fucking Romania. He got rich through, like, cam girl websites. And, like, you know, he's definitely involved in the Romanian mafia, at the very least. I think he's probably likely fucking... I think he's, like, full-on glowing. I think he's he's glowing. I think he's, like, you know... He's a dual, dual citizenship of the US and in the UK, trained fighter. Dad was basically in the CIA. I think he's... I think he's glowing. And that's why he's probably in Romania and trying to push certain messages on social media. But, you know, no way you can really prove that. So he's not someone I'm ever going to outright say and support and post everywhere and, you know, get behind and hitch my wagon to, if you if you will. But, you know, Andrew Tate, he says a lot of good things. He says some bad things. He says a lot of good things. And I think, you know, although there was some, there is a bit of fuckery in the world for him over the last few months to have just suddenly blown up out of nowhere like the algorithm, he's just cracked the algorithm or some shit and figured out how to get his, get his voice out there in a crazy fucking way, but, you know, I think, I think there was a lot, there is a lot of organic shit and the reason that he's, he's fucking blowing up and man. It's this fucking generation, man. This younger generation. The Zoomers, as they call them. And I think... Well, I think I looked it up. I think I'm borderline... Like, one, maybe two years too old to be classed as a Zoomer. I think Zoomers are... From, you know, what I heard are basically kids that are... In the age bracket, age bracket of, like, 12 to 25 right now. I think that's the literal term of Zoomers. But, man, fuck... I think it's 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 just Andrew Tate. That kind of shit is just ex- everything that uh, young men are just lacking in that generation, and that's that's honestly the main reason. Hold on, there's some fucking sketchy guns out driving past. Yep, he's fine. He's gone. We're safe. Anyway, Andrew Tate. There's a lot of positive things that he's sprouting. You know, like the old discipline, working hard, stop being such a bitch. Keep your, keep your woman in line, like, fucking bullshit, that, you know, is good shit, that's gonna help most people, but, like, my main problem isn't the main problem that most people have, like, most people have the whole, the woman bashing shit, which isn't even that bad, like, like, he just says, like, he, he goes over the top with it a bit, he be provocative, but really, he's just sad, like, you know, you need a tr- male and female relationships, you know, they, they have, like, they work best when they have pretty close to traditional roles like I'm not I'm not saying that like I want to get you know I'm trying to be out here and controlling bitches and telling them what to do like I I ain't that kind of fucking person I'm not gonna fucking ever be that cunt that's gonna fucking keep a keep a keep a bitch under lock and key and control every aspect of her life and no 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 I I ain't saying you should do that I'm just saying that like you know men 
men should be the providers, and if they're providing shit, if the chick isn't, you know, able to live a pretty good life because of what the dude's doing, providing for her, she should just, you know, listen to what he has to say. Keep her fucking mouth shut sometimes. That's all that I have to say that, that he's really, that, that's all Andrew Tate is really trying to fucking say with these fucking relationships. And, you know, I think he's right. I think he's right. I think he's right. But what I don't agree with him is just all the materialistic bullshit, man. I know that's that's what gets the eyes, that's what gets the attention, that his fucking Bugatti, his fucking Bugatti, his $5 million Bugatti, and all that fucking watches and shit and all that fucking, just, you know, like, why? Like, honestly, like I'm, I know I'm starting to sound like a communist piece of shit here on this, but... Like, there's a reason they call that small dick energy. Like, you're just overcompensating. If you were a real top G, Andrew Tate, you wouldn't fucking feel like you needed any of that shit. And you probably wouldn't have, you know, chased the money as much as you would have gotten as big of a fucking social profile as you would. And, you know, you wouldn't be supposed to spread this type of message if you weren't as much of a fucking clout-chasing, materialistic piece of shit. So... You know, you got to take the yin with the yang a little bit. You can't expect them to be a perfect person, so. But, you know, if there is a problem that I have with them. It's just that. But everything else is solid. Everything else is solid. But, you know, the reason he's so popular is because the younger generation, they know that's what they're lacking. They know that's what they're lacking, and they're yearning for it, man. They're yearning for it. And, like, I've got, I got, I got a bit of faith. I got a bit of faith in this younger generation, and I feel like I feel like you know all they need is just a strong male leader, just a strong male influence, just to just so they can listen to, so they can be guided, and I'm willing to step into that role. You know, think you know, think globally, act locally. That's a good phrase. And I'm thinking globally. In terms of like looking for messages and ideas and philosophies that are really going to make a difference in my local community. And I think the best way I can make a difference in my local community is by being a strong male masculine role model for the youngsters. (sighs) So I'm running for office, you know. You heard it here first. Matt's running for office. Matt's gonna run for no, he's fucking. That's we're not doing that. You know, we don't. We don't even fucking vote over here. We're not gonna go down that route. But honestly, you know, that's what ultimately I want this podcast to be. Like, it's gonna be a lot of bullshitting, a lot of getting high. But like, I started it off with you know, really went into it with the last episode. And, going with the crypto and getting starting off with a bit more of a an educational angle if you will trying to spread some game to the youngsters and get their heads out of the you know out of the clouds and try and help them fucking not fall for these bullshit scams all the time so you know i think that's that's where we're going to try and take this that's where we're going to try and market this so you know that's why we're going to try and make a difference by getting this word out there and we're going to be targeting 
this younger generation, this Zoomer generation, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do our best. We're gonna do our best to steer over the right direction. You know, because there are negatives. There are some big fucking problems. Like I think it's especially since COVID. Like fuck, man, fuck, man. Like no other, no other fucking age group got more fucked over from all these lockdowns and fucking, you know, vaccine mandates and all that bullshit than the fucking Zoomer generation. Like, these cunts are the, you know, high school kids and cunts at university that age, man. Like, not only did they lose, like, massive amounts of that social side of things of, you know, your prime social years that you're really getting out there, that you're really having fun, that you're really, you know, you're, you're just getting into fucking bitches. You're just getting into all that shit, getting partying and drinking and having fun and all that good time. That was taken from them. That was taken from them for a good period of time. And not only was it, like, taken from them in forms of just, like, actual lockdown, like, you know, that they couldn't go anywhere, but, you know, all the, the COVID stuff just scared so many fucking people. And in particular women, you know, girls, teenagers. Teen, there was nobody more terrified... You know, in personal experience, from all this COVID stuff, from a disease that had a 0.0001% chance of killing them, than teenage fucking girls. I shouldn't really say that. I feel like I was going to get a couple of those words around the wrong way, and then suddenly, you know, you got a clip of Matt saying he's teenage girls. But anyway, no one was more fucked by this COVID stuff than them mentally. Mentally. Like, it was an attack more than any other generation on that fucking generation. And, you know, I feel bad for them in a lot of ways. You know, I was reading stats that, like, antidepressants, SSRIs are, like, in that generation, it's something like 40%, 40% of them are on some sort of fucking psychiatric medications and getting their fucking hormones fucked up and, and all that bullshit and... You know, not to, not to, you know, and it's just all fear. They're just, I mean, I, I know everybody's getting attacked with the fear. It's not just exclusive to that generation, but it's, they're the ones that are getting damaged by it. More than anything, like all this global warming shit, like, you know, I was in high school, what, like 10 years ago? You know, around 8 to 10 years ago when I was, when I was last high school. Like, we, we heard of global warming and climate change to talk about it a little bit in social studies class or something, or health or whatever occasionally. But we weren't fucking bombarded with it. We weren't like, you know, there weren't like climate action groups that people fucking went to and kids fucking talking about carbon tax and, you know, CO2 emissions and saving the planet from, yeah, just the ice cats melting and all the polar bears dying and bullshit. Funny funny thing, just a little sidetrack on that global warming. If you Google how many polar bears... Like, the population population of polar bears on the planet of the last 30 years. It's something, it's like doubled since like the 1990s or something. In the last like 25, 30 years, the, the wild population of polar bears has doubled. And that was forever like the poster child of like the ice cats melting, the polar bears are dying out. And it's actually the fucking opposite. Polar bears are thriving, man. They're thriving. If anything, we should be getting a bit worried about them taking over this. Like, if you're up in the Northern Hemisphere, in the, near the Arctic Circle, you got to watch out for those fucking polar bears. <coughs> but anyway, sorry folks, COVID. But, um, yeah man, just all that fear, that global warming, you know, they literally think the world's going to end in 12 years. 
they thought a disease that almost physically couldn't kill them was going to kill them, and they all, you know, were begging their parents to get jabbed up and all that fucking bullshit. And yeah, just, oh, you just got to feel bad for them. But that's what, we're, that's what we're here for, people. That's what we're here for. This is why we got to get the message out. This is why we need strong... Not even ma- male or masculine, because the chicks need it too. Like, you know, they need, we need good fucking role models. And I'm sorry, but if you're in, you know, if you're in my g- generation, we'll call it late millennial, you know, you late 20s, early 30s, whatever the fuck. You know, we've got to be the ones to fucking help them out. Because we fucking know. Like, you just know. The older generation does not give a fuck. The boomers... The Gen X's that are our parents' age and even like the earlier millennials, everybody like that's in their late 30s and shit, people starting to run things there. They're just the worst generation of human beings, I think, like ever in history. And that's a bold claim. But like, the boomers especially. No one's, they're the, like the boomers and the Gen X's, they're the ones that have been making all these decisions over the last like, 15, 20 years that it just fucked up the economy and fucked up the world and the fucking social hierarchy and fucking let these governments get completely out of whack. They're the ones that have fucked it up, so they're not going to help us. Honestly, in all seriousness, we just need to act like they don't exist because there's no convincing them. Like, there's no point even trying to get into arguments with these kind of people. Like, we kind of just have to wait till a critical mass of them start dying off over the next 10, 20, 30 years, and it's going to be quicker because they're all getting jabbed and boosted up, so it's not going to even be that long. But we just need to kind of run out the clock on that generation just slowly dying off and getting the fuck off off this planet. And just whatever, you know, damage they've done and going to continue to done, that's just going to happen. Like, you know, we're probably going to be in a world war soon and the economy's inflation's going to get fucking crazy. Like, that's, you know, that's none of our, like, you know, if you're listening to this, you're likely of this generation, my similar generation or younger. That's none of our fucking business. Like, what do we have to do with any of that? How's that any of our fucking fault? And it's not. It's none of our fucking fault. Like, we, you know, we're only just getting our fucking ass wiped by our parents and fucking learning how to talk just fucking five minutes ago. Like, we've done shit to this planet. But... You know, we at least acknowledge we we can see that it's fucked. Like I don't, you've got to ha- you've got to be pretty fucking delusional at this point to not see that the world is completely fucked. But it's okay because like the world that is completely fucked is the bullshit world. It's the world that just that has done so much damage to the everything like all the you know i'm not i'm not a climate change freak but like there is a lot fucking wrong environmentally with the world at the moment like you know there's that big massive floating garbage patch in the middle of the pacific ocean that you know is the size of like the state of texas or some bullshit like that you know you got rivers are polluted everywhere erosion's getting crazy in some parts droughts are happening Fucking, you know, because a man may cause forest fires because people aren't man. Fucking all the greenies are fucking up all the all the forest management and all that shit. 
and just, you know, and it just goes on and on, the water's contaminated, drinking water, the food's all shit, like, you know, there's a lot of things in the environment that are fucked, and they're fucked because of this fucking, these last few generations that have gone past, because they only give a fuck about the material bullshit, because they only give a fuck about maximizing profits, because they only give a fuck about chasing their own little fucking American dream and getting the white picket fence and the four-bedroom house and the two, three kids that fucking hate you and the wife that's an absolute cunt, you know, it's because they believed in those fucking dreams and that, that is what they chased in their life that we're in this position. And, you know, and they're too far gone. They're too far gone. Like, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of just brainwashing of just, you know, shit getting pumped down the TV. Like, that's... Because, let's face it, that was... The TV's the main thing that did it. Like, there's no stronger, you know, in history... Brainwashing mechanism, anything stronger than the TV. Like, it's way stronger than the internet. Like, yeah, a lot a lot of the... Most of these pussies these days are getting brainwashed off the internet. But, like, the internet, like, you know can also de-brainwash it like if you're looking in the right places man it can fucking deprogram you from the fucking all this bullshit it can you know it can help tv though where like you got like a handful of channels and everything's controlled and you know you're never gonna get anything you're never gonna be able to see anything that makes you question the mainstream narratives and all that stuff like tv man that's what's done it to them and i see it i see it in my personal life like my my parents Every single day, seven days a week, twice on Sundays, are there 6 p.m. every night ready for the news. And they sit there for an hour, usually eating their dinner, and that's how they figure out what the hell is happening in the world. They just watch the news. They have somebody in the box, in the magical box, telling them what's happening in the world and they believe every single strip of it and i'm guessing that's probably your parents your grandparents your aunties your uncles even maybe some of your fucking siblings and there's there's just no you know there's nothing individuals you can do trust me i've tried i've told i tell my parents that they're fucking idiots for watching that stuff i tell them constantly that like 90 percent of what they're watching and listening to is just lies and the 10% that's telling you the truth is the sports news. Because, you know, they can't lie to that. Because you watch the same thing they watch. They're just describing it back to you the next day. But the other 90% that's all bullshit. Even the weather. So, you know. And they, they still, they still watch it 6pm every day. Like, unless I could force feed them magic mushrooms against their will like to an extreme high dose which is very risky you know could go that could just fuck them up mentally like if you're not expecting that you don't know what to do that they can do a lot of damage so that's not even a viable strategy so like there's really nothing you can do you kind of just got to give them you know nudge them occasionally sort of let them know that what they're doing is bullshit and maybe one day they'll fucking click on like i feel like some days i make progress with my old man on that, like, you know, he's more of your just typical conservative fucking old man. Like, you know, he'll come out in the morning, see a hard frost and be like, oh, fucking global warming, you know. 
still cold as shit in the winter. What are they bloody talking about? So, you know, he's that, he's that way brainwashed, but I don't know. So there's no point fucking, like, I feel your pain. I want, I'd, I'd love it if we could fucking wake them up, but we're not. So we just gotta, we just gotta focus on us, man. We just gotta focus, you know, on the young generation. That's all we can do. That's the best chance we've got. We've got to make sure that, you know, they aren't materialistic cunts. That they're not just going to slave away pointlessly most of their lives for a piece of shit wage slave. Like a piece of shit wage slave for, for corporations that don't give a fuck about them. They're just like, fucking up the world and doing absolutely no good for anybody. And, you know, I know it's tough. It's not easy. Like, I'm, you know... I'm in the corporate world too, I'm fucking got the cubicle job, and I'm fucking slaving away over bullshit, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, le- it's not as shitty and less bullshit and, than some other corporate jobs, but it's still corporate bullshit, it's still pointless, in the grand schemes of the world, and I don't really give a fuck about it, so I feel your pain, and there's sometimes there's necessary evils that we've got to get to, but, mate, we just gotta, as cheesy as it fucking sounds, man. As hippie and as bullshit and as, you know, utopian as it fucking sounds, man. We just gotta, we just gotta focus on the positives. We just gotta focus on love. We just gotta focus on just doing the best thing for each other and for the world, man. And yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta do it together. We just gotta work together and we gotta spread the message. So, I think that's a good way to end it. You know, don't really know what else to say on top of that. But yeah, I hope that connected somewhere. I hope somebody listening to that was able to take something and make something better of their lives. But yeah, man, we gotta we we gotta stop the kitty diddling, and we gotta get to the young ones. See you next time.